This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and today, let's just jump right into the show. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Understanding Rental Property Depreciation, a Real Estate Investor's Guide by Aaron Spradlin. As a real estate investor, Rental property depreciation is one of those terms you know you should understand, but put off learning about. Maybe you tucked it away in the back of your mind as a tax deduction you'll address at another time. You swear you'll figure it out another day. As it turns out, depreciation is probably a much simpler concept than you thought. But before we dive in, let's make one thing very clear. The best expert for your unique situation will be a local tax professional. There may be local or state regulations that complicate matters, and at the very least, you want to be certain you're doing everything correctly. What is depreciation? When you buy an investment property through use, wear and tear, weathering and so on, it degrades or depreciates. For example, your car loses its luster over time, You don't value a 2008 Camry the same way you value a 2020 model. Same goes for real estate. This all sounds like a bummer, but there's an upside. Depreciation offers real estate tax benefits for that degradation. These can be big boons for real estate investors willing to invest time into a smart tax strategy. What can't I depreciate? To be sure, there are rules when it comes to writing off depreciation. Here's what does not qualify for a depreciation deduction on your tax return. One, land. 
Dirt and rocks are still dirt and rocks 10 years down the line. Work with an accountant to determine what the structure is worth versus what the cost of the land and only depreciate the structure. 2. Personal residences. You can no longer depreciate property if you move in yourself. 3. Fully depreciated properties. After 27 and a half years, you can no longer depreciate a residential property. What qualifies for depreciation? However, rental property owners find that most of their properties are depreciable. That's because the primary role for depreciation requires the property to be an investment or business, aka not your primary residence. You'll need to be renting to a tenant, whether it be residential or commercial. Here are the other rules. 1. You must own it for at least one year. 2. The property endures wear and tear. 3. You actually own the property. You're not renting it from another investor. By these standards, pretty much all real estate investments should fit. Calculating straight-line depreciation. While several different methods exist, the appropriate depreciation method for you depends on the type of property and how old it is. The most common type is straight-line depreciation, which steadily depreciates the property over a number of years. This is the most general depreciation system and is generally the simplest to use. Here's how to calculate straight-line depreciation. Asset purchase price minus salvage value divided by useful life. Let's define those terms. Asset purchase price, this one's easy. How much did you pay for the asset? Salvage value. Once the property is fully depreciated, how much do you think it will be worth? Useful life of the property. How long the property can be depreciated, also known as the recovery period. For real estate investors, the IRS has helpfully defined the useful life schedules. Residential rental property placed into service after December 31, 1986, 27 and a half years. Commercial rental property placed into service after December 31, 1986, but before May 13, 1993, 31 and a half years. Commercial rental property placed into service on or after May 13, 1993, 39 years. If none of those categories fit your property, check out the IRS's seven property classes. Generally, for every full year you own residential real estate, you can depreciate it by 3.636%. So, if you buy a property that is worth $100,000, after you subtract the land value, annual depreciation will be $3,636 per year. What about property acquired before 1986? Investors that own property placed into service prior to December 31, 1986, generally use the Modified Accelerated Cost Recovery System, MACRS, for depreciation. This method allows an investor to take more depreciation in the early years of a property's holding period. It can be a bit more complicated, so make sure to consult an accountant. When can I start depreciating my property? You can start depreciating your place when it is ready for rental, not when it is rented. If you buy a property, you are ready to rent it day one, but it doesn't end up renting for two weeks, you can start depreciating it from the start. Depreciation recapture. Investors shouldn't forget about depreciation recapture, which happens when you sell a property that has been depreciated. Essentially, this allows the IRS to tax any portion of the sale of an asset previously used to offset taxable income. Generally, 
it's taxed as ordinary income at a maximum rate of 25%. Here's an example. Let's say you bought a two-bedroom rental five years ago and spent $100,000 on improvements, making your depreciation expenses $3,636 per year or $18,180 total. You recently sold the property for $500K. However, due to the depreciation, your adjusted cost basis, your net cost post-depreciation, is $81,820. That means your total proceeds from the sale are $418,180. The $18,180 you gained from depreciation will be taxed at the depreciation recapture rate. The rest of your proceeds will be taxed at the long-term capital gains rate between 0% and 20%, depending on your income. Writing off rental property depreciation on your taxes. Regardless of your income, Tax law always allows you to use depreciation to offset your rental income. For example, let's say your income was $1 million this year. You own rental real estate that had rental income and depreciation expenses. Luckily, the depreciation expenses can be used to offset your rental income exactly the same as if your total income was $10,000 for the year. Some investors worry that higher incomes limit depreciation tax advantages but this isn't necessarily true. There is never a limitation of how much depreciation you can use to offset rental income. First, let's discuss expenses, such as property taxes, insurance, management fees, and repairs. You can always use your rental expenses to offset your rental income, and this is true regardless of whether you make $10,000 or $1 million. Now, what happens if you have an overall net loss on your rentals? Let's say you have a cash flow positive rental property that provides you with $5,000 per year. By using tax strategies to maximize your write-offs, repairs, and depreciation expenses, you end up with a net tax loss of $2,000. The question is whether the $2,000 excess loss can be used to offset your other income, like W-2 income. Potential tax limitations. Here is where the potential limitations come in. The IRS has a rule that if you are not a real estate professional or someone who spends more time in real estate than your other job or business, then you can use up to $25,000 of your excess rental losses to offset your other income if your income is under $100,000. If your income is between $100,000 and $150,000, then you can still use your real estate losses to offset your other income. The amount you can use just may be limited. Once your income is above 150k, then you can't use the excess losses to offset your other income. Those losses can offset future rental income. Depreciation and taxes. An example. Let's take Adam as an example. He works at a W2 job where he makes $40,000 a year. With rental income of 20 grand and rental expenses of 30k, Adam has a net rental loss of $10,000. Since his income is under the IRS threshold, he can use the $10,000 excess losses to offset his W-2 income. If Adam makes $200K, he cannot use the $10,000 excess loss to offset his W-2 income. Important note. We are not saying Adam can't write off this depreciation or expenses. He certainly can. 
he can use his depreciation and expenses to reduce the entire $20,000 of rental income. However, he cannot use the excess 10K to offset his W-2. Adam pays zero taxes on the $20,000 of rental income he received during the year, regardless of how much money he makes through his W-2 job. Compare that to a CD, if in the unlikely event that Adam made interest income of $20,000 from that bank CD, he would have had to pay taxes on that entire amount. The same goes for capital gains. Had Adam sold stocks and made $20,000, he would generally have to pay taxes on that $20,000 gain. Reducing income taxes using capital gains. If you make more than $150K a year, there are still ways to take advantage of depreciation. You can apply unused depreciation to a particular property you've sold, producing a capital gain. Though you'll owe capital gains tax, the property's unused depreciation will now break the IRS shackles and rush to the aid of that year's ordinary income. Let's say Adam has a W-2 job that pays $250,000. Nice. He sells a rental property that generates an impressive capital gain. However, during all those years when he couldn't use depreciation to offset his income, he accumulated $100,000 of unused depreciation. That $100,000 gets pushed immediately over to their job income as the property producing said depreciation has been sold. It essentially shelters the investor by lowering the amount of taxable income and offsetting the capital gains tax. Regardless of your income, owning real estate could be an efficient investment for tax purposes. There are no limits to expenses, and depreciation can be used to offset rental income. In fact, if Adam owned three properties, some profitable and some not so profitable, the expenses and depreciation from one rental can be used to offset the income from another rental. All right, another Thursday episode done and dusted. If you're getting something out of this, please let us know. The best way to do that is to leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us improve the show. And five-star ratings help us climb the charts and reach more people with this valuable information. Thanks for doing that. And I'll see you tomorrow right here in the same place.